Everybody be forewarned. Mm-hmm. I'm tired and cranky. So I'm like, I might shouldn't be anywhere near a microphone tonight because I'm liable to say some. I'm liable to say some stuff that might hurt some feelings. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want to do that. It just, it's that'd just, be a first. I mean, we would never <clears throat> do that. So it's just been one of those, uh, one of those weeks. God Almighty! Uh, today I have been uh, well. I've been truck mechanic. I've been appliance repairman. Fixed my freezer today. That was a rewarding experience. Somebody texted me today and said, "Hey, what's the top po- podcast topic tonight?" And I was probably—I said it's probably going to be me screaming and cussing about stupid people. Okay, we got about two weeks left. August nineteenth and twentieth are the dates on our Check live event. Right. Um, we we have uh, we have basically exhausted our normal seating arrangement. This, the room was set for, and that number has been has been booked. So we're now talking with the people about adding some additional. Uh, seats and tables as necessary. So if you want to get in, uh, you need to get in here uh, because uh, we, we, it is, we are a sellout officially, but we'll make some room if we, if we need to for you guys that still haven't signed up. Um, BlueRibbonLogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023. And then also on that same website, there is a, or that page, there is a link to the hotel that you can um, get a discount on your hotel room if you'll book through that link. And we had exhausted our block of rooms last week, but I called and talked to Christy, even talked to her again today, and we have opened up a few more rooms that are available. So um, um, anyway, it looks like we're going to have a, a great crowd and a good weekend. Uh, we announced last week that um, Steve Crone is going to be with us. Steve is the guy who gets 10, 11 plus miles per gallon in a 2001 International with a Detroit. And he's got a lot of uh, good um, um, tips on fuel economy, obviously. Uh, his, his cost per mile is about 25 cents for fuel. So, uh, obviously, we all got a lot to learn from him. He's going to bring his truck and trailer. It's going to be on display there at the event. So, you guys can go out and take a look at it. And um, he's going to do a little uh, little uh, program on, on fuel mileage and, and that sort of thing. Uh, of course, Rocky will be there from MD Alignment. And he'll be out in the parking lot with his crew. And they're going to be doing alignments. I've had a couple of you guys email me asking about appointments. And you need to go straight to Rocky. Um and um, just, just Google North Florida MD Alignment, and uh, he will give you an appointment time. Uh, he's keeping his own schedule there, but he's starting, I think, on Thursday and working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe even Tuesday. Sunday. I think he is working Sunday. So uh, if you need alignment work or suspension work or just an inspection or whatever, he'll be there to do that. Uh, also, Chris Dolan from CAMS, uh, our, um, our shop there in, in West Virginia, they're going to be up there with a, with a small crew to do minor stuff. And if you need some easy things done while you're there at the, at the event, then they can get that for you too. So uh, take advantage of, of these uh, people that are going to be there because uh, why, why not? You're sitting there anyway when I get your truck worked on. There is a TA about five miles away. Um, it's actually called Tays Valley, T-E-A-Y-S Valley um, TA. If you want to call and get some work done there, we use that shop all the time. Um, it would be better if Carl were there, but he's not, but still those guys do. I mean, they, they, 
they uh, do a lot of work for us. And so if you want to get some TA work done, uh, you can do that while you're there as well. So, Chris, are you with us now? Um, <clears throat> I'm still trying to get... <clears throat> I'm still trying to get your sound on TikTok. Um, my sound, yeah. my sound was on TikTok. No. Oh, now you, now you're there, and I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to reset it and get it to the the TikTok <clears throat> live thing is not. Um, well, that sucks. One, two, three, four. Okay, it's got me. I've tried bullet at the Blue Ribbon Bar. Bullet. How do you drink that turban? You've been around Chris Polk too long, okay? <laughs> and that's the word he uses. I know he's influenced you. Uh, Evan, you're young. You will agree. Your, your taste in everything, women and bourbon and everything, will get better with age. Um, so you're just, you're just not there yet. You just haven't matured enough to enjoy the finer things in life. Um, I would find another mentor if I would you, were you, though, because um, the one you got, as far as bourbon uh, goes, is is, uh, is is not a very good one. Okay, he drinks he drinks shitty beer. So <clears throat> I'm trying to restart TikTok and see if that'll do it. I see <clears throat> that because I just lost it. Okay. So who else we got? Uh, well, I can't really answer questions because I'm not on TikTok. So. Jim Callahan's with us. Hey, Jim. Jared Anderson. Rod. All the usual suspects are here. <clears throat> Truck for sale for y'all in Georgia. All right. Well, I was on Kevin's, uh, one of Kevin's um, uh, shows this week, uh, the free-for-all on yesterday. Well, until Verizon crapped out and, and cut me off. But we had a, a, a listener uh, or two on there that were talking about us. So Kevin brought me on to you know, to get our story, but, um, uh, he almost, I almost had him coming. Um, if it weren't for the fact he's going to the Nastic convention, <clears throat> just a, a few couple of weeks later, I think I almost had him, uh, showing up there, but we'll see. I don't, I wouldn't, I can't, I'm not certainly going to say that because we didn't, we didn't seal the deal, but I think if it weren't for the Nastic thing, he's already committed to being the, the main speaker. I think we might've gotten him this year. So, uh, but he doesn't like to fly, so he'd have to bring his motor home. And that's another challenge because it would take him a week to get here. But <clears throat> anyway. Um, keeps telling me it's not available, but I can clearly hear myself. Somebody said they could hear you, but they were hearing you coming out of my, my headphones. I, but I, don't, <clears throat> I don't know why this thing is. Uh, is it you now and not me for sure? Yeah, it's um, audio settings. Such a pain in the ass. <clears throat> Setting. So Chris has been stirring it up this week with some uh, with some TikTok shorts, I guess that we recorded a few weeks ago in that episode one sixty nine. He he's got huh. a bunch of yeah got a bunch of shit stirred up. I can see um, <clears throat> he likes to find the the most controversial things I say and then throw me out there and not tell me about it. So then I see it on TikTok and I go, oh shit, I got to defend that. So anyway, that's part of the deal. 
And then he's been, Chris has been doing a ton of how-to videos because he's been working on trucks all week. Um, you know, when you can't get anybody to work on the way you want them, you have to just do it yourself. And he certainly is showing you the way to do that. But he's videoing a lot of what he's doing. And uh, it's turned out to be some of our most popular videos recently is his how-to. So um, kudos to, to him for doing that. Um, <clears throat> somebody made the comment the other day that Chris's content was good. All I do is rant. <laughs> so, um, uh, if that, if I, you know, if I listen, I'll be happy, happy to, to not do this on Friday night. If, if I, if it's not something you guys want to hear, so just let me know. I'll be happy to find something else to do. But anyway, ranting is what I'm good at doing. So, um, you got to kind of stick with, you got to dance with who brung you, right? So ranting is what brung me. So that's what you're going to get. Uh, well, <clears throat> I had a t-shirt made for you guys, but I can't put <clears throat> it up on the screen because Chris won't let me do it. <clears throat> I had a T-shirt for for all you guys that didn't like my rants, but I'll let Chris find it and put it up if he wants to. So, well, I'm re- <clears throat> I'm restarting the devil's computer, so maybe it will stop being such a an uh, aggravating, godforsaken pain. So we're gas. blaming this on the Windows computer. Well, hey, listen, everything on the Mac's working beautifully. It's this godforsaken thing over here. Um, so why do we have to use a Windows computer? I mean, because twenty three. Well, that's, you know, TikTok live thing won't work on Mac and so I have to have a Windows machine to do well, it. So speaking of which, now to be on now I could have listened to Kevin's show on you know the app, but to to speak on it, I had to first of all I had to download Twitter, which I swore I'd never ever do that. But I did. Of course I guess technically I didn't download Twitter. I downloaded something called X. So I right. guess I'm, I'm still not, I never did download Twitter, so I guess I can still stick with that. <laughs> but I had to download uh, the current version of Twitter, which is called X, in order to be a speaker on the program. And you talk about a piece of shit, okay? <laughs> I mean, every, everybody that was on the program that had to be on, had to speak through that, everybody was having trouble. I mean, everybody was cutting out. I have such a shitty signal from my house on Verizon, and I, even with Wi-Fi, I knew it was going to be an issue. And I got about I don't know five minutes in, and it just cut out. You know, so it was it was a, it was a joke. But uh, anyway, I'm so glad we're not having to use that thing called is it called Twitter Spaces, Chris? Twitter yeah. or something? No, yeah, yeah, Spaces. Okay, something like that. My God, I mean, <clears throat> I have had to do that every Friday. You would not hear me because I wouldn't be here. So that was that's the biggest pain in the ass I ever did. <clears throat> so all right, here um, I am. Ranting, here I am ranting again. We're working. We're we're live on TikTok. Well, I think. bless your heart. Maybe. It says I it's don't live. see me. I, I'm on a delay, though, usually. When I okay. get it, I don't usually get it. All right, there we bad. go. I've got audio for both of us. If all else fails, all right. restart. You know, turn it off, turn it back there on. There we are. I do see us on TikTok. We are on YouTube. I can still see us on YouTube. And I can see us on Restream. And I can <clears> see us on whatever the hell the thing is that we use. VDO, VBO, yeah. VRBO. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is, NDO, Elemental P. Well, let's start with. Um, uh, well, let's start with how about a word from from our sponsors. That's, that's, a, that's a very good idea. How about how about let's do that before? That's a very good idea. Get that that's out of the way before idea. I start. You know. Well, not getting them out of the way, but let's give them their due. They are paying to do this, and <laughs> right. so we do appreciate getting that money. So. Let's and we look. I've been a customer of theirs since two thousand nine. So I mean, we were we were 
We did this for a long time before we got paid, but we appreciate them, and we wish you guys would appreciate them by throwing them a little business. Chris, take it away and tell them what we do, what they do. Well, well, they do. Uh, they do everything. Uh, they have electrical yeah. engineers on staff. If if you have a problem and nobody else can find it, Pittsburgh Power can. Uh, they they've demonstrated that over the years. They, you know, they they're the perfect example to me of the market uh, solving problems. Uh, when when the when the state and the regulatory apparatus start causing problems, it's always up to the market to solve them and fix them. And um, you know, they came up with with the help of Dr. Jane. Um, they came up with the Catalyst, which is a game changer if you're running a uh, 2010 a newer vehicle or 2004, really. Um, you know, anything from EGR up, the Catalyst is a it's a game changer because soot is is soot is supposedly what we're trying to, to solve, um, and, and but it you know soot is also what kills these these emission systems. So, um, they uh, and they bought OPS what two years ago, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, long in there, yeah. And so yeah. we're stocking distributors <clears throat> of uh, Pittsburgh Power Catalyst. Um, OPS, I'm getting ready to install an OPS on a truck here. Uh, if I could get, if I could put in an order for about six more hours in the day and two more days in the week, I'd be in really good shape. Um, yeah, <clears throat> listen, that's the story of my life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we just did, uh, I just did two, and I'm, I've got some video recorded. I've just did two what we call D, Delta, D services uh, on two trucks. They were due at the same time. And our D service happens every 100,000 miles, and the truck gets shocks, and it gets uh, a new air dryer. And, you know, we do everything that we do in the other services, uh, service the fleet air filter, change the OPS filter, change the factory filters, do a chassis lube. Um, and I've done that on two trucks this week. Um, and so I took that oil sample and sent it off. And so here probably Tuesday or Wednesday we'll be getting a couple of emails and we'll know what's going on inside these engines. One of them, we do know, had bad injector cups. And when you have bad injector cups, fuel and coolant find uh, a way to meet each other. And so we had a cooling system full of diesel. So I'm going to be curious um, because we had a situation where overnight – coolant would seep down into the cylinders and then in the morning it was very hard to start and it would blow white smoke um so there's a pretty good chance that we may find coolant intrusion into the oil if it seeped down past the rings uh while it was setting so but think of that you know the the number of engines i know we've probably saved at least three since i've been here in five years uh by being notified in advance that there's a problem inside the engine that you would never know. It, it didn't run different. It didn't act different. Nothing else changed. And then, Oh, we got coolant intrusion. Oh, well, let's look. Do we have a head gasket blown? Or what's the problem? Uh, or EGR cooler. Um, uh, do we have a bad injector? Do we have a fuel pump leaking? You know, that's that oil sample is like a blood test for a diesel engine. So um, absolutely. And we do one every twenty five thousand miles, and we keep and and they're, you know they they um they 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 they're historically cl uh, uh, archived. So when you look at the most current oil sample, say it's number fifteen, 
you can go back and reference to the previous 14 and see if there's any trends or things like that. So it's a very, very valuable diagnostic tool, very valuable fleet management tool. It's part of what makes the OPS such a good, you know, um, um, cost saver. It's not just the cost of, of not having to change oil every 15 or 20 or 30, 40,000 miles, but you know, having this diagnostic tool that saves you from having to buy engines, you know, um, and if you threw the oil away, you still wouldn't have the evidence. You just threw the evidence down the tubes. So, I mean, the, 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 the lab sampling is a critical part of the value of the oil, the OPS and the OPS system is having that, that blood test, you know, every 25,000 miles of what's going on. So, um, Anyway, we, we huge, huge proponents of that. Um, and we'll discuss this in detail at the event. You guys are going to come. Um, we'll, have, we'll have some there, as a matter of fact. So you need one. We can take care of you. So, um, well, anyway, we got, uh, we Pittsburgh got... Power, thank you. Thank you for doing this. If you guys would not mind to give them a call and thank them for being a sponsor and throw them a little business if you can. Um, and tell them where you heard about it. Uh, we would appreciate that. So thank you. So we've got, uh, let's I see a question here. Uh, Stan Riddell, would a 96 KW with a Detroit's 12.7 and 370 gears be a mileage setup? Well, here's what you have to understand. The truck doesn't matter. The engine matters. And the Detroit uh, Series 60 12.7 runs its best between 1,300 and 1,350 RPMs. So that's what you're looking for. The KW part doesn't matter, um, but the transmission and the rear ends uh, absolutely matter. And so if you get that truck to 60, 62 miles an hour, and it's not at 1350, you don't have a good setup. Now, we can tell you from experience that uh, 370 gears are going to be a fuel mileage nightmare. 370 gears yep. are uh, way too short. Uh, your RPM is going to be way too high. But back in the day, back in the 90s, everybody was about horsepower because fuel was a dollar a gallon. No, nobody cared about fuel mileage. And it wasn't until in the you know early 2000s that they started specking these trucks more for fuel mileage. And that's where you see the factory trucks come out with you know double over, uh, single overs, 342s, 358s. Um, and, and, and unless that 96 is a T600, it's also going to be um, aerodynamic nightmare. Um, so, no. Uh, pretty much any um, – oh, yeah, and Rocky just brought up a good point of wanting to know what suspension is in the rear of that truck because uh, we just had a guy that bought one. I, don't, I can't remember what year it was. It was the late 90s, early 2000s. T600, and it was going to be $12,000 to get that suspension in working order because they had a couple of different suspensions back then, and this one was absolute junk. So you got a real high probability, unless that 96KW has been um, has been retrofitted with a different rear suspension, um, it is going to be uh, a nightmare on many fronts. And beyond that, you really don't have enough information here. The 370 by itself doesn't really, I mean, we know from experience what it's probably going to be, but you've got to have the final drive ratio of the rear end along with that 370 number to really tell what 
the RPMs are going to be, unless you just drive it and see. I mean, if you drive that truck down the road at 62 miles an hour and you're at 1,500 RPMs, we can tell you what that is. There's, you only have, you have to have three of the four numbers to find out what the fourth one is. And uh, of course, the, the other one, another one besides RPM is the is the tire circumference. So if we out, or not circumference outside diameter. So <clears throat> if we know enough of those numbers, we can kind of tell you what it's going to be. But you don't have quite enough information there, other than the fact that from experience, we know the three seventies in that year range typically is not going to be set up properly for fuel miles because it wasn't it wasn't spec for that. You know. <clears throat> and I would say also. Um, guys, if you've listened to this podcast more than 10 minutes, we are a company that focuses on people buying their first truck. And your first truck needs to be as reliable, as efficient as you can possibly get, and cheap. So <clears throat> we do not run Freightliners because we think the Freightliner is the best truck ever made. We don't run Freightliners because we think they're the most comfortable truck ever made. We don't run them because we think they're the most beautiful truck ever made. We run them because they are plentiful, they are cheap, they are efficient, they're light. Um, they are. They check off every practical level that you're looking for in a truck. So I'm going to tell you about 99.92% of the time, if it's not a Freightliner Century or Columbia, my answer is no. Um, our Peterbilt, uh, I'm trying to think of the name or the number that, uh, there was more of an aerodynamic truck in the mid two thousands. Um, <clears throat> is it an aerodynamic truck? Yes. Can you lunatic it? Yes. Uh, but go on down to the, go on down to the dealership and look at the parts. Okay. Uh, we had a guy here, three eighty seven. I think was the number for that truck. It was the air. It was identical truck to what was the T 2000 for Kenworth. It and, was three eighty seven windows, yeah. and he needed uh, he needed some exhaust parts. Now, the first problem is that the exhaust comes out of the turbo and goes straight to the ground to a ninety, and then over and to a ninety and up, and then to another ninety, and then out to the pipe and another ninety. And there was like five ninety degree turns in this exhaust. Well, there's a Peterbilt dealer here in town, and he was like, "Hey man, um, if I give you a comm check, will you? I ordered some parts." Um, Will you run over and pick them up for me? I said, sure, I'd be glad to. So I go over there, and what he had ordered was the downpipe uh, cr comes right off the turbo, and then two, uh, two or three other pieces. Okay, I could hold all of this in my arms. It was $1,200. Okay? The Freightliner comes out of the turbo, hits a long pipe about six foot long, hits a 45, hits the muffler, okay? That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. When you're operating a truck for the first time, you need to not have to spend twelve dollars or $1,500 on $300 worth of, 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 of stainless steel or, or galvanized metal or whatever the hell it is, right? You need to not have to spend, God knows, I mean, the, the just for fan clutches and, and all that other stuff, it's ridiculously prohibitively experienced. For your first truck. And yeah. that's let, why we let, say... Let, let's say that again for people in the back row, because that, that was the whole premise of me being on Kevin's show, was because one of our callers, one of our followers, called in and was, you know, he was preaching the gospel, you know, but again, 
uh, a lot of those guys on Kevin's show aren't buying the first truck. They're experienced truckers, you know, and they've got, you know, they, they, they're not in a situation that well, our market is to teach you guys that are buying your first truck for the first time, getting in business for the first time to buy this truck because it keeps the risk as low as it can be kept. We're not trying to preach to people who are established business owners and have, you know, have been in trucking for a number of years and got money in the bank. We're not telling you what you have to drive. That's not what the point here is. You know, we, and we get this misconstrued all, especially on TikTok because we got all these drive-bys on TikTok. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's, it's understand here is loud and clear. Okay. We're not trying to tell the industry that they can't buy new trucks. We're trying to tell people who are getting started for the first time buying their first truck and trying to get in business and stay in business and not be on Facebook tomorrow, ranting and raving about how they can't afford to pull freight because they've bought too much truck. So understand clearly what we're trying to do here and don't misconstrue it and don't take it out of context. Like a lot of you tend to do. So there's my rant. I wish yeah. you'd buy my t-shirt. Chris. Uh, the, You got to understand, okay? We see <laughs> with 11 trucks, okay? And we see people come in and say, okay, <clears throat> I see the value of self employment. I see the value in open, in, in owning a truck. They see the opportunity, which used to be one of Larry's catchphrases see the opportunity. And then they find out, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. This is a, this is so much more than just driving the truck. And we see what happens when a bad trip planning decision is made, a bad hours of service decision is made. Um, I shouldn't have stopped here. I should have stopped there. Um, I, I should have stopped for a five-minute pee break and then did whatever I did here on a 10-hour break instead of stopping for an hour, you know, 30 minutes before because it was convenient for me at the time, we see those, those mistakes happen and we see the ripple effect. You know, I've, I've got one right now paying a dear price for a bad routing choice on Wednesday. And by the time Friday comes around, um, he's in deep shit because of Wednesday, right? And once, once that decision's made and that time is gone, it's over. Well, when you're a brand new truck owner, and you don't have anyone like us uh, tr trying to soften that blow for you, it can be fatal very quickly. It can destroy your business very quickly. Where here in our program, you can make some of these mistakes, um, not without talking about it, not without let's, let's sit down and, and, and explain what we did and how we got here, um, some accountability, that we have there for you. But your 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 momentary stupid decision that cost you a load this week is not going to put us out of business. But it could. It could put you out of business. And that's the part that nobody understands when they're just thinking about, I'm just tired of being a slave. I'm tired of being a company driver. I'm tired of being a number. I want to do better. I want to do more. And all that's true. But if you do it wrong, 
we talked to someone, I don't know, in the last couple of weeks, and it was, you know, we've, we've run into this a bunch of times where they're close to retirement age, and they don't have any money, and they see self-employment or owning a truck as a way to boost cash. You know, well, if I, if I go out and buy a truck, I'll make all this money, and I can save more for retirement than if I was a company driver. And when I respond with, and what if you don't? What if you go buy a truck and you have less money at retirement than you would have if you would have just went and got a really good company driver job that would pay you eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year? Um, what if instead of providing you a nest egg, it drives you further um, into destitution, destitution uh, right at when you're getting ready to retire? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's this assumption, and, and I don't, and I, I, I don't get that in this industry. The assumption is that if I go buy a truck, I'm automatically going to be successful. You know, I mean, I, I can, I'm, if I buy a truck, I'm going to make more money, and that's 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 anything but true. There's a very most people who are doing a lease purchase at a, at, a, at a fleet are making less than the company drivers. Okay, there's no guarantee at all that you're going to go buy a truck and make more money. Probably you won't. Most people have no business being in business. I hate to say that, but obviously with a 90% failure rate in this industry, uh, it's not just me, and that's the data speaking here. Um, the assumption that you're just going to go buy a truck, and you know, I get to be 62 years old, and I don't have money to retire, I'm going to buy a truck and I'll make, I'll make up for it. That is not going to work. That is not going to be the way to do it. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of grain on people's parade, but... I mean, you know, we're, we're here. You know, everybody likes what we do because we don't sugarcoat it until it's you. And then when it's you, you're like, oh, well, you, you guys won't, you know, you guys don't like me or you guys don't. No, it's not it at all. You know, we're not going to make an exception for you because you're not any different than anybody else. All right. And so um, we're just trying to be honest with you. There's no, there's no, um, it, it's, it's not a disgrace. To have a, a good company driving job that you enjoy and retire from that. Now, I wouldn't do it like the people at Yellow did, uh, but at the same time, you, you, there's no guarantee that you're going to do this on your own and be successful. Most people do not. That's the thing. The thing that makes our, pro our program so valuable <clears throat> is it lets you act like you're doing it without the financial risk. And then you can see, you know, we, we, we talk about the washout rate we have here, the people that don't complete the program. It's not because they did not succeed. It's because once they saw how the sausage is made, they realized that this is not what they thought it was going to be. Owning a truck is not going to be the answer to my problems. Now, the good thing is they saw it here before they went out and spent a bunch of money or got into a lease purchase even worse that they can't get out of. You know, so we don't look at those people as failures. We look at them as that they just got the information to make the right decision now before they get in too deep and they can't get out of it. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be negative here, but being in business is hard. You know, staying in business is harder. And so, you know, that's what we try to do here is open your eyes and make you understand here is the effort it takes to do this. And if you have a hard time doing it for us, you're never going to do it for yourself. Ever, ever. So, you know, trying to understand what we're doing here. We're not, we're not trying to, we don't have winners and losers here that we choose. We try to give everybody that has a, the possibility of, of, of succeeding the chance. And it's, and it's up to them, you know. 
uh, I will tell you this, the longer that you've been a truck driver and come to our program, the less likely it is that you're going to stay mm. <clears throat> because you have habits that you will not, even though you say you will, mm -hmm. you will, you cannot walk away from, you will not do it. And so, um, where our success is much, much higher with people that are new or newer to the industry because they, they're still coachable. They don't mm -hmm. think they know it all. And when, you know, when Chris is trying to explain to him the way we do things, we don't get, well, that's not the way I used to do it. Well, wait a minute. If you're in the program now because you didn't like where you were before, why do you think we're going to come here and change our program to suit you? That's not what we do. Our program's based on our experience, our success, our ability to do this, you know, and, and, and help you do it because we know what works and what doesn't work. So anyway, I probably got on a little rant there again. Mm -hmm. Chris, I need my shirt. What shirt are you talking about? I said it to you. <clears throat> so if you don't like me. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. Um, <clears throat> question on TikTok. Uh, Gerardo Serrano just bought a 2000 FLD 120, 12.7 Super 10. Any thoughts or recommendations? Probably going to have 390s or 370s yep. in it. Uh, yep. The Super 10, which at, at the time, everybody hated the Super 10. I didn't mind the Super 10. Um, it's just like the top side of a 13. That's all it is. Uh, but they were geared really, really badly. Um, and so you're probably going to either have to run, you know, 60 miles an hour or less to get any fuel mileage um, or <clears throat> look at putting in a, like a 13 double over, uh, and maybe dropping down to a 342 or 358. Again, drive it at 62 miles an hour and look and see what your RPMs are. Mm -hmm. If it's not 1325, 1350, the gearing's wrong. Okay? The gearing's wrong. So, so you're going to have to fix it. Either changing the transmission or changing the rear end gear. And one or the other. So. And I've got, I've, got, <clears throat> I've got equal questions on TikTok and YouTube about the audio feed on the podcast. Yes, we're still doing it. Yes, I'm behind. Uh, fleet manager, truck mechanic, um, in, a, in, a, in, in addition to, you know, dad and, and all this stuff, I promise I'll get it caught up. Yes, we're doing it, but I have to take, I have to take the feed that we do on YouTube and I have to download that. I have to rip the audio. There's a bunch of processing that I have to do, um, but I will pinky swear, um, get those caught up by the end of this week. Y'all cut him some slack. Okay. <clears throat> That's been busy. All right. I've got, <laughs> and at we least... got, you know, we got this, we've got this event coming up. We're planning for So, I mean, we're, we're, listen, we're, we're busy folks here. I'm sorry we didn't get that done, but, um, you know, give us a little slack here. We'll get caught up. So I've got at least 40 <clears throat> hours this week working on trucks in addition to, <clears throat> you know, fleet managing and all that stuff. And I'm, Tired as hell. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. There was uh, another question. Oh, about the OPS. Um, where'd it go? On TikTok or where? No, Chris? on you on uh, on YouTube. It was Steve. Okay. If I want to buy the OPS with blue ribbon, how is the process? Go to the website, buy it, specify your engine. And we will ship it to you. Yep. That simple. Um, be shipped to you, I think, FedEx. You're getting a couple of days. Yeah. 
and numbers. and you have to, um, you know, pretty much anybody can install one. They've got great. Um, if somebody's mechanically inclined, um, they can install one, and they have great tutorials on their website they that do. shows. And they've got a great support staff. I mean, yeah, a great, great eight hundred number. We'll the hardest part of <clears throat> the install is drilling the frame. You know, that's correct. And then the competing uh, with that hardest part is making sure that you put the time into properly securing these new lines that are being added so that they don't rub on the frame or rub on a piece of metal, and then you end up with a hole in the line. Um, That's the secondary uh, issue is just taking your time, routing the, the lines thoughtfully and carefully and making sure that they're protected so that you don't drive, you know, a thousand miles down the road and the, you know, that, cause that's a high pressure line. It's got oil pressure running through it. And if one of those gets a nick in it because you didn't secure the line properly, your oil is going to leave the chat very quickly. Uh, yeah. The OPS is on our, is on our store, company store. Go to the blue ribbon uh, logistics oh, website. Um, store. He, I guess he's, I guess he's saying, Leon says he's, he wants to know if he can pick it up at the event. Absolutely. Um, and there'll be no shipping. They'll save you some shipping money. So Yeah. But go ahead and get it ordered so that, because we yeah. don't have a stock of OPS. Whenever we, um, whenever we, when you order one, we drop ship it from Pittsburgh Power. Um, so if you want one at the event, go ahead and order it and specify that in your order and we will. We'll have it for you at the event. We'll hold it for you to the event, and there won't be any shipping charges on it. We stock the supplies. We don't stock the units because we, we don't have any idea what truck it's going into. Yeah. So that's why we don't keep a big variety of those around. Um, we do have the supplies, the, the lab kits and the filters. You can get those anytime you want to come through West Virginia or just order them. We'll ship them to you right out of West Virginia. But the units themselves come from Pittsburgh Power. So, But, yes, you can do that, and we'll have it for you there. So. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the TikTok comments. Um, yeah, that Mike, listen, Mike Johnson's talking about the, you, you have to know your engine. I was surprised listening to Kevin on that Twitter thing. They were talking about a truck running at a, running down the road at a thousand RPMs. And I don't know yeah, if he was talking about down. a DD 15 or ISX. Yeah, yeah, it's a um, new down yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's crazy to me, you know, to think about rolling down the road in a big diesel at 1,000 RPMs because we're usually in the 1,300 range. And, but you have to know your motor. Mi- and getting 10 miles a gallon, Chris, on mm-hmm. top of that. So, <clears throat> And Kevin made a I mean, great— that, that was the argument. That was the whole argument that, that, that Kevin was making is that, look, there's more than one way to, to, to do a business model. That works for—again, and I explained it in great detail, you know, that's— that's not what we do because that doesn't fit in our market because it's too expensive. You know, uh, we want people to go pay cash for a truck and we don't want them to have that technology coming out of the gate. But again, I also went on to explain to him that our lands, that our lunatic 2.0 truck would be a 2016 or mm-hmm. later truck, you know, now I don't know about downspit. We're not probably at that point yet, but, um, you know, it, it understand. Yeah. That's why I go back to repeat what we do. Our market is for first time guys buying their first truck. Not your second, third, fourth truck, the truck you're going to retire in. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. 
talking about your very, very first truck that we want you to go out and have the money to pay cash for it and be able to stay in business for a few years long enough to stay in business forever. So I, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but we get a lot of people that come and go and they don't listen to the previous ones. They hear what they say and then they jump on Kevin's show and go, you know, these blue from the distance guys, what are they talking about? I like those guys when you, but they're opposite of what you're saying. Well, yeah, we're talking about two entirely different things. Apples and oranges, apples and oranges. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> um, I've got a buzz in my microphone. It's about to drive me crazy. I gotta, there we go. That's so much better. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Um, Chocolate bonbons all day. Well, <laughs> it's 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 plain it's plain M and M's. That that's my. That, that, it just looks like chocolate bonbons because his hands yeah. are so greasy all the time. It yeah. looks like he's got chocolate all over. So. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it. Listen, the the technology. Um, uh, and, and Joel Morrow, uh, the 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 guy that you know, Kevin's buddy. Um, <clears throat> it it's amazing where we've gotten to with new trucks. Okay, that that they can. We uh, our friend Gene, you know, is getting ten miles per gallon. You know, which is which is outstanding. But let me remind you, okay, every decision, okay, it's going to be made here. <clears throat> so let's say that a truck can save you four miles per gallon per year. All right, I'm going to hit y'all with some math. So let's say you're going to run 120 thousand miles. And you're going to get seven, which is our standard, in a lunatic truck. That's seventeen thousand one hundred forty-two gallons. Time. What, what's our what's our fuel cost right now? Three fifty is average. Let's go three fifty. Okay, yeah, that's six. That's sixty thousand dollars. Okay, we're going to do that same hundred twenty thousand, and we're going to divide by eleven. All right, that's 10,909 gallons times 350. That's 38,181 minus 60,000. Okay, that's a difference in just fuel of $21,818 divided by 12. That's $1,800 a month. <gasps> I can afford an $1,800 a month truck payment. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because that eighteen hundred dollar payment is still going to be due when you when you slip on the ice and break your ankle. That eighteen hundred dollar a month payment is still going to be due when it's sitting at the truck dealership waiting on warranty. That eighteen hundred dollar a month truck payment is still going to be there when your kid gets sick and you got to go home for three weeks um, and deal with that. Okay, yes. Oh, I could look, look at if I, if I had that new Volvo D12, um, I could, I, I could I, look at all the money that I could save and then I can justify the truck payment. Not as a first time truck owner, as a first time truck owner, you, your number one job is mitigating risk. That's your number one job. And so if you can lunatic a truck, which we tell everybody it's thirty to forty thousand dollars to get one on the road in a reliable, efficient manner that you can go haul freight with. Um 
and not have the pro- if the thing if the thing burns to the ground, well, just collect the insurance check and go get another one. But we're you're well, and that eighteen hundred bucks needs to be going in your maintenance account anyway, not towards the truck, right? Room, so, um, <clears throat> and we've always said um, fifteen cents a mile for maintenance. So what or what I do with my oh I lost the BSC nine thousand here it is. All right, hundred hundred twenty thousand miles. Okay. And we budget for fifteen percent deadhead, so 0.85. That's one hundred and two thousand. That's fifteen thousand three hundred dollars. Should be you're going to spend that in maintenance. Fifteen grand divided by twelve. Oops. Fifteen grand divided by twelve is about twelve hundred fifty dollars a month for maintenance. Now, three or four hundred, three or four hundred a week. Are you going to spend? Exactly $1,250? No. You're going to have 90 days where you don't do anything, and then you're going to drop five or six grand, right? Um, but Kevin was taking a call from a guy, and this was, I mean, this, this was a classic case, and I had one of our new drivers riding in the truck with me while we were listening to this. We, matter of fact, we were standing at Western Branch on the counter, and all the guys at the counter were listening to this too. And the guys all got this 2016 Cascadia and yada, yada, yada. And, and so another listener or speaker, or whatever, on this on this Twitter Spaces thing goes, well, hey, because the guy needed a one box. There's your context. You know, $15,000, $16,000 box. And mm-hmm. somebody says, well, do you have a maintenance account? Well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't save money specifically for maintenance. But he did tell Kevin that his maintenance cost was 16 cents a mile. Kevin said, well, that's great. That's a fantastic number. 15, 16 cents a mile is completely normal for a truck. And everybody standing around when that guy said, well, I don't really have a maintenance count, every head in the room popped up and goes, we found the problem because you don't have the $15,000 to spend on the maintenance of the one box because you haven't been saving money. And so now you're going to have, you've probably been cash flowing everything. And you all know how I know this? Because I lived it from 2013 to 2017. I cash flowed everything. I never had any savings. But I was able to just go from one mini crisis to the next, to the next, to the next. And, um, but then when the big one hit, I was screwed because I didn't have any savings. Chris, can you can you hear this background noise? Yeah, I hear children. Where's that coming from? It's not here. Oh well, it's coming through your it's coming through your microphone. Wonder where? I mean, they're they're not they're in the house they're <laughs> not down here. They're I thought I thought what are these kids doing in the bourbon barn? But I, they're not they're not down here. I don't know where this noise is coming from. That is that's so weird. That's fascinating. Your, it, it, and your it, phone is there in the room with you. My phone's right here. I've got it turned all the way down. I don't know where this is coming from. <clears throat> Sony picked up. He said he kidnapped some kids. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why Why are these kids in this damn... I, tell them kids to shut up. <laughs> I would if they were here. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> There's nobody here but me. <clears throat> Oh well. Anyway, anyway. Wow, that was creepy. Uh. Well, 
I, I just, y'all, I've lived this, okay? The, the Larry's, you know, had his ups and downs in business over the years and has probably laid a couple eggs here and there. I mean, anybody that's been in business has had problems, has made a decision they wish they wouldn't have made, and there was a financial consequence to that. Everybody has, okay? But I have lived what I'm trying to get y'all to avoid. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Being self-employed is the greatest freedom you will ever experience. But if you do it wrong, it will be the biggest nightmare you've ever experienced. It will destroy you. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your relationships. It will destroy your finances if you do it wrong. And that's what we're trying to get y'all to understand. We, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we want you to be in business. We want you to be self-employed. We want you to have that freedom and liberty that comes with that. We want you to have the, the financial wealth and riches that comes with that. But there's a right way to get there, and there's a wrong way to get there, and the entire trucking industry is telling you the wrong way to get there. Saw them what what the truck today, or I don't know if it was today, but it was on, I saw it on TikTok. Justin Martin and Dooner were talking about these lease purchases. They're literally signing somebody up with less than six months of experience driving a truck for a lease purchase. Out of out of orientation, <clears throat> Chris, out of CDL school. It's 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 just it's just stupid, you know. And so here we are in the midst of this market. Let me bring my let me bring my spreadsheet up here so I can give y'all an accurate number. Our current year to date, we are at three dollars and thirty-four cents per loaded mile with nineteen point three percent deadhead. $3.34 for every loaded mile that every truck has done. We're right now at 68,000, no, I'm sorry, 50, I don't have my glasses on. 56,861 loaded miles at $3.34 per loaded mile. Now, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but there was a guy on that Asian my trucker, mother trucker thing. Had five paid for Peterbilts and he shut his company down. Now, he blamed the mega carriers. He blamed the government. He blamed the economy. He blamed everybody but himself. Well, I had to shut my truck and company down because he had, I guess, sounds like he had all of his eggs in one basket and he had um, uh, one customer. And then the customer calls him and says, hey, man, this, these people come in at half your rate. Half. And he's like, well, I can't come off. And, then, and he said, quote, well, you know, these mega carriers are paying their people 55, 60, 65 cents a mile. I pride myself on paying my drivers well. Okay. So you're, you're deciding to pay an above average, above market rate. You're choosing to be on your own rather than the partnered with the carrier because he was complaining that the carriers, well, the big carriers, they get 75 cents to a dollar a gallon off of fuel. Yeah, yeah, we do. Damn sure we do. But you're, you're so prideful that you're not going to do that. You're going to shut your company down and put the drivers out of work rather than making adjustments for the market. Well, hey, Hoss, that's nobody's fault but yours. 
Oh, there I go stepping on those. <clears throat> well, what he's not saying there is that's what he has to pay those drivers to get them to stay there and work for him. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that that's not exactly true. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's... But it, but it's the it's the big carrier's fault for hauling the cheap freight, Chris. It's not because he's priced himself out of his his only customer. You know, now I don't know how much you listened to that to that uh, Kevin thing today, but there was a broker after this, and there was a lot of talk about serving the customer. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it hit hit home with us because we talk about it all the time. But it's amazing how few people in this industry know who the fuck the customer is. You know. Yep. And they certainly don't don't um, do anything to serve them. Uh, most of them just just you know out and out despise them and 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 talk about them like they're a dog. You know, um, it it's it it just makes you shake your head. You know, and and then these guys want you to feel sorry for them when they. You know, I'm reading all this stuff now about you know this yellow thing and the man. You know, I look. <clears throat> That if you, I will, I will, I will maintain this to the very last of my breath. If Yellow had not been a union company, they would not be bankrupt. Okay, <clears throat> so that's that. Well, their 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 stupidity, you know, um, there there was so much stupid to go around there. Um, I, I, what's what's been funny to me is is all these netwits on TikTok. Um, all they know is that a trucking company went down. It had union drivers, and therefore, oh, capitalism. And you know, and I dropped some comments here and there, and I'm like, y'all, I've been in this business 26 years. The only shocking thing to me about Yellow is that it took this long. Right. That's the only thing that surprised me about it, because they should have been out of business a decade ago. Such a poorly run company, and the unions did nothing to help. Um. <clears throat> Uh, you know, I, I had a talk with a guy today, so a, a technician, and I said, "Listen, I'm I'm gonna come to you. I want I want to talk to you from the position of the consumer, okay? And I want you to understand that what sets two shops apart is not skill, knowledge, and experience. That's that that doesn't set two shops apart." Because I can find somebody in a shop that's got skill, knowledge, and experience. What sets them apart is attitude. That when you open the hood of my truck and you see something out of place, put it in place. Or at least say, hey, I see something out of place. I see a nut missing. I see a line unsecured. You know, that's what separated Carl Bonecutter from every other person I've ever encountered in this business because Carl never asked me for permission. I would just say, he, you know, hey, man, well, you know, listen, I cleaned up them lines and I fixed that and there's a nut missing over here and I got this. That's what separated him apart, and it was only because he cared. That was my it was, point, is the desire to serve the customer. It was only because he cared happy. so deeply. I mean, part of it, I'm sure, was... It horrified him to think about somebody coming back, you know, if, if it's something that he could have prevented. And, man, when he would run into a problem, uh, I mean, it keep him up at night. Of course, not like he slept much anyway. Um, right. But it would drive him crazy that he couldn't figure something out, 
you know, and then I'd get a call three or four days later. Hey, 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 I've been thinking about that. And, and we'd come back. And after he'd thought about it and he'd churned it through, and he was right. So I guess let me give a Carl update. His wife posted a couple of days ago that he's doing better. Um, they're, they're trying to get him off the ventilator, uh, and they've reduced whatever they reduce. Um, but he's still got, obviously, a very, very, very long, long way to go. Uh, but he is doing much better. Uh, he, we, were, we were afraid we were going to lose him there for a little bit. Well, that's good news. Um, I know a lot of people ask about him you know, all the time, so <clears throat> glad to hear that. Joseph Chubb, is a Twit card good for every driver? I would say yes, um, especially when you can connect it with your hazmat. Um, I mean, I would well, if get... You're go, if you're going to go to the ports where you need it, I mean, it's, I mean, every driver doesn't need it if you're not going to the ports, but yeah. if you're going to go to the ports, it sure saves you that escort fee, you know? Right. When I've heard people say... And explain you, to your wife what an escort fee is. That's... <laughs> <laughs> when I've heard people say that the Twit card helps you at the airport, too, or can, because uh, it's all that federal background checking up. You know, but like at Landstar, we, they have a TSA deal that you can do, and it's like a, you know, it's like a 20-question thing to prove that you aren't a terrorist um i guess um anything that you can do to increase your value over the guy standing beside you absolutely by the way evan uh one of our new guys went to cabs class last this this week uh when you come to landstar in the first 120 days uh you have to attend a continued awareness of business and safety um useless waste of time uh course and uh, he said that there was a guy in there really struggling. And the guy said, well, wait a minute. If an agent has a load and he gives it to somebody instead of putting it on the board, ain't that stealing? <laughs> you know, Ronnie had a long post this morning. I read it right out. I read it while I was laying in bed. And you have my glasses on, which made it even harder to read, which means I had to study it for a long time. It was a long post, and it was in Ronnie's own way. He the way he used his his word wordage, the wordage that he uses, <laughs> bless his heart. But he had a good point. I mean, did you see what I'm talking about today, Chris? This is our official. Early, it was seven o'clock this morning, or maybe earlier. You know. Yeah, I think I. Skipped past um, but it, 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 this, this point was this. Look, you know, most people at Landstar don't realize they don't work for Landstar. Most people at Landstar have no idea that they're a business doing business with a business. You know, we preach this all the time, but, you know, most people at Landstar don't listen to us, you know. And, uh, and the point he was making in his own special way, and oh, by the way, I saw somebody's comment about Yellow hired him to straighten her deal up. Good for Yellow. <laughs> God bless him. Um, well, hey, uh, uh, listen, um, um, Gary's wife is a Episcopalian priest, I think, so they, she, they might get blessed if they hired him. So, Oh, wow. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> back to my point, that, that's, that's just so typical employee mentality, you know? It, it, it's the same thing, Chris, that, that we've talked about before about, why hasn't everybody got the same chance of the same freight? You know, why, why is it not fair 
that some people have worked their way into a position where they have an advantage over everybody else because of the work that they did, not because of who they were, not because of a secret handshake that they learned, not because of joining a club, because they came here and they made relationships with people. They made friends, because I hate that word relationship. Uh, they made friends with their customers, and their customers prefer that they haul their freight. Okay? Now, there's nothing unfair about that. Here I'm ranting again, okay? That's what I do. That's what I get. Listen, you're going to get this for two full days if you cut in the hurricane, okay? I'm going to wear my T-shirt there, Chris, okay? I'm wearing this son of a bitch, all right? <laughs> so, um, look, if that's the way you think, you number one, you have no business being Landstar, and number two, you have no business being in business, you know? You guys, y'all need to go back. And, I, have, I have rants on the website. It says Larry's Rants. There's probably 10 or 11 of them there. Um, go back and look at the one that everybody won't get a trophy. Y'all need to all read that for your homework this weekend, okay? Go to our website and find Larry's Rants and look for everybody won't get a trophy because it's exactly what this is all about, all right? You know, you just because you buy a truck, it does not mean that you are going to get any business, all right? I'm sorry. You have to earn that. And buying the truck is not the ticket to earning it. You know, that's the, that's the vehicle that you're technically, literally, that you're going to use to earn it with. But there's no guarantee. The, the guarantee, and, and that's why it doesn't matter whether you buy a lunatic truck for $15,000 or go lease a brand new truck for $250,000. Neither one of those are going to guarantee you success. What's going to guarantee you success is how well you take that tool and go make friends with your customers and go serve customers and earn that business to where they don't want anybody to haul their freight except you. I don't know how simple to make it. I don't know. I can't make it any simpler. But these guys at Landstar, they do it all day long on Facebook. And I'm every one of these frigging classes that you go to. I mean, have we ever been to one of those BCO meetings where somebody didn't get up and make a complete fool out of themselves asking the very same question, Chris? Mm -hmm. You know? It just yeah. shows how ignorant people <clears throat> are. But look, everybody's allowed to get in business. But everybody's not allowed to succeed in business. I'm sorry. I said earlier, most people do not have any business being in business. That guy needs to work for somebody that knows more about building relationships than he does. Maybe they can give him some freight. He sure ain't going to get any on his own. <clears throat> is, this, is this a shirt you were talking about? You'll have to give it a second to show up on YouTube since that's what you're watching. It's purple. Oh, this one's green. Um, well, maybe it is green. Maybe it is green. Maybe it is green. It might be. There it I is. Have more it's on the screen now. I don't see it yet. That's it. That's it. That's my shirt right there. <laughs> uh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Well, here, TikTok. I'll, I'll show you. There it is. I'll show, I'm showing it to TikTok right now. So that, that should make them happy. <clears throat> Okay. <clears throat> I need to get that in blue ribbon blue, but <clears throat> that's that's my new y'all like my rants. There's my new rant right here. So, uh, well, there's so <clears throat> anyway. There's, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to step on your story. Go ahead with your cab story. I don't even remember now. <clears throat> um, well, it reminded me uh, there was a guy that had posted in one of the groups uh, years ago, uh, and at this time I'm doing a dedicated run where you know the agent doesn't post the load; they just send it to me every week. And um, he said that Landstar should 
force agents to post every load and um, shouldn't allow agents to use the same driver every week. And I said, hey, Hoss, I earned that business. And if you use Landstar to take it away from me, that makes you a thief. You're a thief. And a socialist. And, and, a, socialist. and a, a sociopath, for sure. Um, <laughs> and going to get your ass whooped on top of that. <laughs> yeah. I tell you that. So, oh, no, I mean that, that's it. That's just a, that's just a immature, uh, unrealistic idea of what business is like. You know, I mean, if you're going to build a Burger King next to a McDonald's, you know, does 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 the city have to guarantee you that because you built that restaurant there that that McDonald's has to have let all their customers you know share with you, or do you have to earn those customers right next door to them? You know, I mean, it, 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 it makes no sense for anybody that understands business. It makes complete sense to somebody that has no business being in business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is, I wish I could have got on Kevin's show the other day with all his broker talk because none of this broker transparency would have ever mattered if rates weren't in the, in the hole and people couldn't make any money on their own. The only reason the transparency matters right now is because they can't make it in their own business. They want to take it from somebody that does and make them the government give that to them. You know, that's all this is. That's all this broker transparency bullshit's all about. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bullshit, <clears throat> we've got a comment on TikTok, and I think I've I seen see. this guy in my comments. 35% to Landstar, question mark. Okay. Well, I'm inviting you to tell me why you give a shit. If you're if you're if you think that the 35% in the contract is somehow uh, bad or negative, um, and you're not Lancer, why do you care? Um, what 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 does it matter? Well, it's it's Chris Hoff explained it. It's the same thing as broker transparency. It's the same thing. Doesn't affect him a bit. But let, let me let me rephrase the thirty. The thirty five percent is not the Landstar. The thirty five percent are to all the different people that Landstar provides that someone with their own authority has to pay individually and individual. Mm-hmm. Listen, we have people all the time. We had a guy just this week. Matter of fact, he might even be listening. He's had his authority. He wants, he's thinking about seriously giving it up because it costs him more to have his authority than it would be to come to Landstar. Okay. Now I'm going to back off of my, first one. I'm going to back off of my rage for a minute because he says, I'm thinking of coming over. Okay. So now that I've established you're not hard. a troll, I'm going to downshift one gear. I still might light you up. So, you know, buckle up. Um, <clears throat> okay, you've been at Landstar since 2013, right? Yeah, uh, 2012 was, was, was my first employee. Me, 2013, but my first truck in 2012. Okay, over mm-hmm. a decade. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, I can personally testify, okay, to the to the to the complexity of Captain Calculator over here, and how every penny that is spent and earned and spent in this business is accounted for, uh, probably better than ninety percent of businesses in business in America today. 
uh, certainly okay. yellow. <laughs> certainly yellow. <laughs> um, that's, that's not a compliment. That don't take me. That don't take much. <laughs> okay. Okay. So think about this. If a fifty-year business person, okay, I started really young. By the way, you, you guys, I started really young. Okay? Yeah. Okay. If someone who's been in business since nineteen seventy-seven is able to reconcile a contract that it wherein Landstar gives us 65% of their line haul money. We get all the fuel, right? All the fuel comes to the truck. So Landstar gives us 65% of their line haul revenue. It's not our money. Well, Landstar is taking 35% of money. It's not your money, Hoss. It's their money. So Landstar gives us 65% of their revenue, but in exchange, we have zero cost for a trailer. We have zero cost for cargo liability insurance. Our Bobtail Physical Damage Insurance has, I mean, gone up maybe just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. $34 a week, regardless of the trailer. Right. But our cargo liability... our cargo liability. I'm, I'm going to let you rant. Let me interject. Right. The guy we talked to this week was paying $1,800 a month for one truck for the same insurance we pay about $250 for for a month. Right. <clears throat> so our cargo liability insurance has gone up $0 from $0 since 2012. We have no trailer cost. We get unbelievable fuel discounts. Um, even Nastic told Larry that they probably can't beat Landstar's discounts. Well, they're or th- probably to it. They just sung up. They said, we can't help you. Right. <clears throat> so unmatched fuel discounts. Um, our, uh, the, the fuel surcharge, what is it? That, have they released it? What it was for this week? 45, 46? Didn't, they didn't post it. It was 47 cents last week. It didn't get posted this week. Oh. For whatever reason. Okay, <clears throat> our fuel cost is co- consistently at or below the national fuel surcharge average. Okay, correct. Um, we have no factoring costs, zero. <laughs> we have no. We have no billing labor. Costs. We have no labor cost into billing. If our drivers will scan the paperwork at the completion of their load, we get paid whether Landstar ever gets paid. We have no we have cost. No, we have no fear of, of, of compliance issues at a scale house. We Zero. have, right. We have no cost. Uh, so factoring, we have no cost in, in labor for billing. We get paid immediately. So we don't have to wait 60, 90, 180 days to get paid. Or get or ripped pay, off, pay a factoring fee, yeah. and get paid quicker. We don't have to you know, do that. Or get or get bent over the desk by a factoring company. And and if Landstar never gets paid, we still get paid, right? Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's a bargain. The thirty five percent of line haul, thirty five percent of line haul, not fuel. Fuel goes one hundred percent to the truck. So if you negotiate your fuel. Uh, when you can, I mean, some of it's contract and some of it sucks, but it is what it is. Okay. But again, I, t- I say 
for the year 2023, we're now at August 4th, we are at $3.34 average per loaded mile for every mile we have driven loaded this year with 19% deadhead. Okay? Mm-hmm. Show me somebody that has run the spot market from January 1st to today that has averaged $3.34 per loaded mile. I'd love to see it. Pulling a dry van with one Conestoga kind of part-time and one uh, step deck, but majority van, and, and have them match the costs that we have to operate these trucks. And it's not even close. Now, if you're established and been in business for 10 or 15 or 20 years, you've probably, if you've survived that long, you've probably negotiated some pretty good fuel contracts and you probably negotiated some good con- contract freight. But most especially for that first-time owner-operator that's never been in business, the 35% to Landstar is the greatest bargain in trucking. I'm going to clip that shit and put it on TikTok. <laughs> well, let me, let me compliment you because you, you certainly did me. If you come to Landstar and you think you're going to get $3.34 a loaded mile, it's just going to be automatic, and you expect that, and you, and you get on Facebook and bitch because you don't understand something when you come here. You eat what you kill. We get that because I have the best fleet manager. I have the best load selector. I have the best negotiator. I have the best relationship builder in the whole wide world. He has a belt to prove it, and he has a, a several trophies to prove it. He needs to put those on the wall behind <laughs> him, by the way. So that's not guaranteed. We, we earn that. We, we work very hard to do that. Now, can you come here and, and, and not do that and, get, and, and not make it? Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. why these guys are bitching. So it's not, it's, it, it is the opportunity to do you, You're going to start out at Landstar exactly the same way we started out. Okay? It's what you do with it when you leave orientation. That's what the difference is. The opportunity here is unlimited. The guarantee is not, okay? The expectation is not. Most, 40% of the people who come here are gone in the first year, okay? Because they shouldn't have been here to begin with, okay? So, and yeah, it's probably increased. I'll get that number here at the end of August when I'm at this meeting. But but understand that we're not, we do not recruit to Landstar. As a matter of fact, I try not to recruit to Landstar. Most people do not need to be here. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not doing it out of selfishness, but we're, we're a no-bullshit deal here, okay? And if you, cannot, if you cannot negotiate, if you cannot control costs, if you cannot build a relationship, make friends. I hate that fucking term. <laughs> if you can't make friends with your customers, if you don't know who your customer is, mm-hmm. okay, you're not going to do that here. You're not going to do it. And, and, it, and you're going to be mad because other people are and you're not able to do it. So understand that. You eat what you kill when you come here. And if you're not a pretty good hunger, you're going to be pretty damn hungry. Okay? So. I saw one this week. Um, driver was really upset because they had taken a short, little short load, I guess, of some sort. Of course, the agent lied to me and blah, 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 blah. Well, <clears throat> things out of your control, I guess. The, it, it, it was supposed to be a one-day load. It took two days. 
and they got a negative settlement of like $114. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you kept calling it a paycheck. My paycheck was minus 114. <laughs> okay. When you're yeah. in business, you don't, you write paychecks you to yourself. Paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When paycheck you're in business, you, pay yourself. You, you get a settlement. Your, you, you, your paycheck, you write to yourself. But so, of course, to the comments, you know, because that's where you find the gold. You know, you'll find the you'll find the virtue signaling post, but you got to go to the comments for the gold. And so I go to the comments, and sure enough, didn't take long. Well, I had a conference I had to go to, so I couldn't take another load. Hmm. Guess what? My paycheck was. Yeah, yeah. Guess what, cupcake? That's what see that that goes back to what I'm talking about, Chris. You know, you can't come here and have an employee mentality. Nope. It will not work. You you're wasting your time coming here. You okay? Please don't come here if you're gonna be that. You know, if you're not completely self sufficient, you know, and, 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 and you can you you don't you don't need help. I mean, you, you might need help with some procedural things. I get that. But you, if you need help to run your business, you have no business being at Landstar. Mm-hmm. Landstar, is the, in my opinion, is the greatest opportunity in trucking that there is. Okay, even better than having your own authority, in yep. my opinion. Yep. But 100%. if you're not prepared to be in business, it is the worst opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you need help, you know, the, everybody you hate about what you do right now is going to be your hat when you come here, because those people don't exist here. You know. Nobody here calls you and asks you how you're doing or how come you're not running or do you need they don't give a shit. If if the tra- if the trailer sits ten days, they're coming after it. They don't care about you. Mm-mm. They want that trailer making money. And if it's not making money, they're coming after it. Other than that, you're not gonna hear from Landstar. Okay? You can sit for four years and you might get called for a drug screen or two, <laughs> but that's it. Yep. Uh so, Question from TikTok, Jim, Jimmy Gerald. Can you team drive for Landstar? Um, yes. yes. Now, disclaimer. Landstar does have what we would consider to be traditional team freight. Okay? But what you have to understand, let's say you're a husband and wife team. Okay? When you're in business... Your your goal in life is to generate revenue and minimize expenses. And you generate revenue however you can generate it, okay? What that might look like is that you call a certain agent and get a FedEx run that's a team load. It requires a team. you got to go 1,000 miles in 15 hours or whatever. Okay, but then you might call on a solo load, that has an open delivery appointment, say, hey, I'm a team. Can I deliver that tomorrow instead of the next day? Well, sure. And you pick that solo load up, and you go and deliver it. It's not a team load, but you can run it as a team. We call that super solo, okay? Mm-hmm. So as a team at Landstar, you don't have to run five, six, seven thousand 7,000 miles a week. You can but if you build relationships with, with agents that have drop-and-hook freight, well, they're not team loads, but you can certainly pick it up today and deliver it tomorrow, 800 miles, 750 miles, right? But regardless of whether you're a solo or a team, 
you're going to have you should have revenue goals. Okay, we need to do X number of miles or X number of dollars per day, and X number of dollars per week. And how we get it doesn't really matter. If I was uh, given the current market today, I would be looking for probably an average of ten to twelve thousand dollars a week as a team. That's what I'd be looking for right now. I put some yeah, teams yeah, last yeah. year on twenty, twenty, and twenty-two yeah. and twenty-five thousand, right? But a lot of that's not out there now. If you can come to Landstar and your team, especially uh, single household teams, same same household, yeah, same household. Um, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Then <laughs> you can come and run what we would call super solo. You just grab whatever you can get and you get it unloaded as fast as you can and you sprinkle the team loads in there where you can, you will eventually build some relationships where you can get into what we call the super secret freight. You know, right. the stuff where if you called about it right down, the agent wouldn't even talk to you. They'd just hang right. up on you, right? They don't They don't want to hear from you, but, but once you've established yourself and established your business, then you will eventually bump into someone and you will make a connection to where you pick up a load today and deliver it three to two days from now and it pays ten thousand dollars, right? You you'll run into those. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not fair because that's not on the load board and you're not <laughs> able to get it, so it's not fair. So understand that when you come here, don't bitch. Here's the thing to think about when you come here. In my opinion, if you want to come here as a team, think of it this way: you have a logbook that never runs out of hours, right? And you just run that turd until you just till you quit, want to quit. That's the way you make it here as a team. You're not going to find team freight, you know, no. not, not like you think you're going to. But you can come here and you have a logbook that never runs out of hours if you're a team. And if you do that right, you can take as many, you, you can book yourself with as much freight as you want to do, you know. So um, somebody asked what bar I'm in. I'm not in a bar. I'm in Naperville, Illinois. I'm my son's house. This is his bourbon barn. This is a legendary bourbon barn. I'm here visiting my grandchildren this weekend. And I'm doing the podcast from our his bourbon barn, so um, not at a bar, but I am drinking though. Just, just so you know, so. Victor on TikTok. I'm not really sure. Your comment says how many percent Landstar charge from the gross income. I don't. That, it, that they they don't charge from they charge from line haul gross line haul. They t- they charge thirty five percent of the gross line haul. If you're a van driver, well, it doesn't matter. So that's what they're going to charge. And they take they also charge thirty or sixty five percent of some accessorials, not all. Mm-hmm. If you actually touch the freight, they don't charge any of that. It's a hundred percent to the truck, and they don't charge anything on the fuel surcharge. That's a hundred percent to the truck. Now, historically, I can tell you. Well, if you if you're decent at if you're a good negotiator, um, our 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 average is twenty eight percent across the fleet. That's what it averages out because you don't pay. The sixty-five percent or the thirty-five percent gives me on on half the accessories and and the, in the fuel. Yeah. So the better you are at getting things out of line haul and into those other areas, the lower that percentage is going to be. So we're at twenty-eight percent for a fleet. Yeah. But it's not from gross income; it's from gross line haul. Okay. Let's just get our technology or our terminology correct. So. So you can pretty much figure <laughs> about seventy-two percent of the whatever the gross number is, on average, yeah. is going to be about seventy-two percent to the truck. So using that number, let's say you're a team and you did the ten thousand week, ten thousand a week minimum that I talked about. That's five hundred thousand dollars. 
Let me go back over and grab the BSC nine thousand. Five hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's seventy. It's seventy two hundred a week. So that's thirty five. That's three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I got three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Okay, and if you did average, say, let's say you average forty five hundred miles a week instead of seven, because you don't need you don't need to run. I'm gonna go five thousand. Five thousand miles, and the fuel cost is about forty six. Uh, I did that wrong. Uh, five, yeah, five thousand times forty six times fifty. You're about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars in fuel. Um, I mean, a, a a a single household running team ought to make two hundred two fifty. You know, two seventy five if you're really good. Three hundred if you're spectacular. Um, three fifty three fifty if you're, you know, really knocking them down. Um, you know, so. Now there's team freight here. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there, yeah. listen, there's cold chain. There's A and E. There's all kinds of team freight that pays huge money, but you're not going to get that till you've been here for at least a year. And right. you've got to, you know, you've got to prove yourself. You've got to meet some qualifications. You know, do they A and E? You've got to have, some, you know, you got to have a background check and stuff like that. So there's lots of team freight here, but it's it's not going to be. It's not on the load board. You're not going to call and get it. So, but you can aspire to that, and you certainly can hook up with people that will help you, you know, uh, along the way. And again, it's all about building these friendships. That's all, it's what it's all about. Not only here, but everywhere. That's how business works, mm-hmm. you know? So. <clears throat> Can you work seasonally and be successful? Yes and no. I mean, there are people at Landstar that are like farmers, you know, and they'll truck in the winter and farm in the summer. Um, we figured up that it costs about if you leased a truck to Landstar on January 1st and up to December 31st, you never pulled a load with it. It's going to cost you about eight grand in insurances insurance and, and, and permits and license and all the different stuff. If you never pulled a load. So if you, if you lease a truck, I want to park it for 12 months. You're, you're, you're it's $8,000. All right. So if you start there and say, okay, well, I'm going to run six months out of the year. Okay. Well, 8,000 plus your fuel, plus your maintenance, you know, and it, you be okay with whatever's left over, you know, um, depends on if you can live on, on that, on that seasonal income or not. If you, I'm sure you have something else to do if you're going to run seasonally. Now, one other thing to talk about here though, is running seasonally involves you having to go get a trailer because you can't keep the trailer when it's off season. Right. After 10 days are coming after it. So you, it, it's going to take you about two weeks to get the trailer once you have been here and you're no longer a new hire. So you got to factor that in. You just can't jump out and go, I'm going to take a load today because you won't have a trailer unless you go buy your own trailer. Now that's a, if you do that, that changes the whole perspective because now you're going to get 71, 72% of revenue instead of 65. You so, know, understand you got to factor that into that seasonal thing because the trailer is not going to sit there unused, unutilized for whatever your out off season is going to be. So, mm-hmm. A A and E is is uh, ammunition the, uh, and explosives. Ammunition, yeah. Government military ship. Yeah, yeah. Listen, them A you get them, go to a bar or go to one of these Landstar events and get them A A and E people to drink and they'll tell you stories and it'll make your hair stand up. You know, um, they they did some wild stuff, but um, but it's huge <clears> money. 
Uh, it, it uh, all, Evan Trailer Cost, it depends on what they call what they call. I mean, you know, equipment prices went out of the out of the, out 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 of the out of the roof, you know, in 2021 and even last year. Now they're dropping back down. I just bought a, a trailer for 20 grand, okay? Um, and it was a 53-foot aluminum flatbed, but, you know, uh, it just depends on what the, what it is and how much you put. Now, the, the cost of operating the trailer, you know, you've got tires and maintenance on it. Uh, I Listen, I did, a, I did the numbers on this for a long time. It was for drive-in. And the problem we have here with buying your own trailer at drive-in is we lose all the drop-and-hook freight. And so, in my opinion, it's not worth doing it as with a van. Now, this is my opinion. There's lots of people who disagree with this. Mm-hmm. I understand that. It's my opinion. But we have too many agents where we do drop and hook freight that we would lose if we didn't, if we had our own trailer. Now, step deck and flatbed, and that's a whole different story because you don't do mm-hmm. drop and hook freight with, with platform. Right. So we buy. We I, that's why I just bought that. We have our own platform equipment. Because it does, it is advantageous to do that because you're not doing dropping the train. So, it if if you're going to buy a trailer, a van trailer, and you're going to specialize with it, you're going to do lift gate, you're going to do you know all of the um, the the super logistic stuff and pallet jacks and that that's one thing. Taylor Swift's tour, right. Um, but if you're just going to buy a trailer because you're mad that it took Landstar too long to answer the phone to fix a tire, you're an idiot that can't do math. Um, because not the reason to do it. We, we have way too much. I mean, I've got a guy right now. I think Richie probably has done 50 dropping hooks in the last two weeks. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Um, and that goes away when you have your own trailer, you can't drop a hook. Um, or they'll, you know, they'll hold your trailer for 48 hours. That'll help, right? Um, but the platform is a different animal. Uh, the Conestogas, and I mean, we've been really impressed with the Conestoga. Uh, Conestoga, flatbed, step deck, that's a completely different story. Um, Evan's asking how and much... And again, we've got the, we got the best platform dispatcher in the in at Landstar that works with us, so that's also a big help for us. So do we, do we pay... Uh, uh, we pay insurance on the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how sure. much is the insurance? Physical damage only. That's all. Physical damage. Um, well, that uh, you know, it, it, again, it depends on the t- value of the trailer. But that twenty thousand dollar trailer would be about hundred bucks a month. Okay. Be. So hundred dollars a month for insurance, about <clears throat> twelve hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're driving it responsibly, you probably what get two years out of a set of tires, three years. Maybe. Yeah, well, if, on, on a spread, if you don't have the dump axle, you know, you might end up using some of those. But, um, but also, trailer tires aren't near as expensive as, as tractor tires, you know. So yeah, um, and and of course, you know, that and one other advantage, if you're running your own trailer, you can put your own tires on it, put better tires on it, better fuel mileage, you know. Um. So a trailer. Need- so for example, our goal. Our goal is $8,000 a week right now. And uh, so if I go, if I go 8,000, okay, and a reasonable expectation would be to do at least 85% of that, that's 6,800, okay, and then we've got uh, 19% deadhead. 
So, can, I, can I get into a discussion with somebody? Well, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish this. So it's fifty five hundred. Uh, hurry because I'm I'm, okay. I'm chomping I'm, at the bit. Okay, here. but just let me finish. Fifty five hundred. So it'd be fifty five hundred dollars average. That would be per, uh, uh, accessible. The reasonable number to be accessible to the trailer, and the trailer gets eight percent. Uh, and I just fucked the numbers up. Fifty five hundred. Uh, Times point oh eight. A trailer should make you in revenue probably twenty two to twenty eight thousand dollars a year in gross revenue. That's what a trailer should should earn you. So again, it's do the math. Is the trailer worth owning because you've looked at the potential income that it can give you versus the income it would lose you if you didn't have the the other thing, you know? But every decision has to be made with a calculator. Now, go go do what you want to do. Well, there's a there's a, a BCO on TikTok right now that has posted about 40 times now that he's looking for a driver. Now, why he would post that on our TikTok, I'm not sure. But I want to ask him a couple questions, okay? Yeah. I'm assuming his name is Hanad. So, Hanad, tell me that what you offer. I mean, tell me how, what, what do you pay your driver and how do you pay him? And what are they going to drive? And wh- why are you looking for a driver? What happened to the one you have? Mm. Oh no. Um he has a 2023 <laughs> and a 2013 glider, okay? All right. So how what happened to your driver and how how are you paying him? Yeah, W9 or W2 or 1099. Well, I can't wait. On, let him let him let him walk into it. I just joined Landstar. Well, well, first of all, you're not going to find any drivers here, Hanad. Okay, we don't our 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 podcast is not to truck drivers. We don't like truck drivers here. We hate truck drivers, and we especially hate you with your just <laughs> with your last response. Okay, uh, you sir need to be put in jail. Okay, you don't deserve a driver. You need to understand how to run a business because 1099 is screwing your drivers. Probably why you need one, and you're not going to find one here. I can promise you that. So have a good life. Uh, find another podcast. You're never going to find a driver here. And I hope you end up not not staying at Landstar. We don't need you, okay? Ten ninety nine is thievery. You're a thief. You're stealing <laughs> from your drivers. Ten ninety nine is immoral. Um, Put the and picture of my done. shirt back up, Chris. Oh, <sighs> show me my shirt. Okay. Man, my 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 two beers just kicked in, and it feels great. Um. Okay, there it is. Like that, and then that, and then. This is Hanad. This is for you, okay? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toast you when he puts it up. This is for you. It's up there. Go ahead, go ahead and do it. It's up. You don't have to. You don't have to wait. Just go ahead and. Here you go. Have a good, have a good life, sir. Okay. (laughs) Good luck with finding a driver that worked for you for ten ninety nine. Okay. Cheers. (laughs) Oh goodness. Now we're gonna get some people go. How come you don't pay your guys ten ninety nine? You're screwing them by not doing that. He says he's coming to West Virginia. Okay. Well, listen, after all that well, grief you just caused you us, you, you, better, you, you, you owe Larry. Bring, you better bring a flag vest. Okay? You, you owe Larry a, a, a glass or a, a glass from the top shelf. You know, that's one forty dollars shot. Well, you better bring a flak jacket because um, you're not going to like what we tell you, okay? If you want to come and learn, listen, I'm in all seriousness. If you want to come and learn, fine. But uh, you're going to get – you're going to – you're going to get your world 
Chuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, he he hasn't signed up for the for the event, by the way. Well, listen, maybe he will. Speaking of which, we need to he, let's hey, plug this. Listen, okay? he's staying around, and he says no problem. I'm learning from you guys. Well, Hanad, come on, brother, come on, Cletus. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the event. Well, you didn't start off good by posting your thing 14 times, okay? That 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 didn't make a very good impression with me. Now you owe me 14 drinks from the top shelf, okay, for just having to watch that. You're lucky we didn't block you right off the bat, but I wanted to gauge in a conversation with you and let you step on your penis, which you did very, you know, very quickly. Well, but yeah. anyway, yeah, if you want to learn, we'll listen, we'll teach anybody that wants to learn, okay? But um, you got a lot to learn, Okay. Well, yes. Here's how to come to the event, by the way. Okay. www.blueribbonlogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023. I will tell you this. We have one seat left unless we decide to start adding extra chairs to each table, which I'm on the fence about doing that. So uh, we've quit dropping. We've quit doing discounts. We've quit promoting it pretty much because we, we, we're done. But I'm not going to I'm not going to keep you from coming. Uh, you sign up, and we'll we'll make room for you. Okay, so August 19th and 20th, Hurricane West Virginia, BlueRibbonLogistics.com/events/reset 2023. <clears throat> well, my my pictures quit working. I had them up there, and they were working, but now they're not. I see them. I see them on uh, restream. That must be on YouTube, right? Yeah, but then it quit working. So. Okay. Anyway, yeah, go well, to the website. Can you put up the can you put up the banner? The banner. No. The the the, <laughs> the um <laughs> event banner. It's bringing up one picture. <laughs> that's all it's doing and then it goes well, blank. That's all right. Well, the um, banner's there. Yeah. That's fine. Um, the banner's there. Now that that picture's fine. It looks like the classroom. Yeah. Now it, now it changed. Uh, now it went away. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, what's the best rest stop in West Virginia? Yeah, there really isn't one. I mean, <laughs> the first one is on the outside of the state line. <laughs> that's the best Yeah. I uh, give Chris a lot of shit about West Virginia. Which is the he pot calling the kettle black, by the way. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, there was this, uh, um, there was this thing on Facebook that came around the other day and I can't remember. It was one of these goofy little, uh, activist groups. And they said that they were going to, um, go to the sundown towns you know what those were they do not so sundown towns were uh oh yeah well, no no I do, I do know what they are i know what they are i know what they are. So, yeah. the thing started with fdr so there's a town right. here about i don't know two miles from my house eleanor west virginia right and it was a sundown town and so it was a town started by fdr named for his wife uh, but black people weren't welcome you know and so it was i guess supposed to be black people were supposed to be out by sundown whatever and so they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna end these towns. I'm thinking, I wish y'all would. God, I wish y'all would come. Um, but uh, anyway, they, they're they're talking about all this. God, where was I going with this? Because it was something good. Um, uh, you're talking about sundown towns. You're going to talk about me from from Kentucky. We have oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I went to their website. Okay, and it listed. Another town in West Virginia is one of these towns. And it reminded me of a story. 2003, I went to work for a company. It was out of eastern Kentucky, out of Somerset. And well, Somerset's I'm, not in eastern Kentucky. Somerset's in central Kentucky. Okay. South well, central. Okay. South central. Anyway. So 
I'm in this orientation, and the guy, somebody says, well, hey, where can we get fuel? And he said, man, you can get any fuel. You can get fuel anywhere you want to get it, except for the pilot in Nitro, West Virginia, which I assumed because the pilot in Nitro, West Virginia, is the biggest piece of garbage on planet Earth, and it's the yes, hardest it to get in and out of of any pilot yes, on planet Earth. Yeah. And he goes, and he points, there was a black guy in the room, and he points at him, and he goes, well, because he's not welcome there. And I'm like, oh, hang on. What are you talking about? And he goes, oh, well, you know, well, black people aren't welcome in that town. And I'm like, well, I live close to that town. That's horseshit. Um, but, I, but at some point, I said, can I remind you that we're in Kentucky right now, and you're talking trash <laughs> about West Virginia? Like, is anybody, like, like are you really in south-central Kentucky talking trash about West Virginia? Come on now. Anyway, and release. Well, it's only one, it's one of the few states we actually can talk tax about, okay? So, you know. <laughs> but, Arkansas, Mississippi. I mean, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I, 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 I contend that West Virginia, we should petition the government of West Virginia to change our motto from Mountaineers are always free, because that's obviously not true, and change it to, hey, at least we beat Mississippi. You know, because we're always 49th and 50th for everything, and usually we're 49 and Mississippi's 50, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I have to admit, since I started coming over there once a week, once a month, um, I have, uh, I have been, I've been, my, my attitude has changed. It, it is, I, I mean. Not listen, much, but You've lived changed. there all of your life. We, every time I come over, we find a new restaurant you've never been to before. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It, I mean, look, it's, it's got its shortcomings, but so does every place, so. Um, what I was going to say about it, though, is that you maintain that if somebody were to smash it down flat, it would be bigger than the state of Texas. It would Do be, 100%. Listen, I mean, I played with a lot of Play-Doh when I was a kid, and if you you know, you know had something and you smashed it out and it would you know rolled it out, so I would say, yeah, if you flatten West Virginia, yeah, it would have to be bigger than Texas. So this is your... Uh, this is your no, story, I stole... Right? I, listen, I stole that from somebody. Um <laughs> Arkansas is where the toothbrush was invented. Anywhere there would be a teeth brush. I've seen that before. Uh, oh, man. Here we go. We're going to devolve into state yeah. shaming. This is Jared. Rick said, oh, damn it. Said, Ricky Driver here. Join the podcast. Cool coincidence. My first load was to U.S. Foods and Hurricane. Lord have mercy. Boy, they really, <laughs> they really broke you in good. Holy yeah. crap! What a what an awful awful place to deliver for your first load. Um, I, I delivered some appliances up. What's the town? You've been there. Uh, it's like about halfway between Charleston and, and Morgantown, Clarksburg. Um, it's it's a little town there, and I delivered some appliances there. I literally had to drive my truck across a suspension bridge to get to the warehouse. They said it would hold it, and it did. But I had there's nothing <laughs> to prove that to me. I mean, it's like a swinging bridge. I'm serious. You, I, I can't yeah. wait to think of the town. We uh, listen. We have had freight there. We have sent drivers there, not to that place probably, but yeah. to that town. Yeah, uh, my my most adventurous was probably Harlan, Kentucky. I took a load of pipe to Harlan, Kentucky, and I realized why that old bluegrass song lives. You'll never leave Harlan alive. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. You um, took the wrong kind of pipe down there. You took a different yeah. kind of pipe. <laughs> 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 um, somebody's had a question. and uh, um, What advice do you have for a Landstar driver, early 60s, that had to cancel for medical? 
Wow. From Landstar? You had to cancel from Landstar for medical? Um, does that, do you still have a CDL? I mean, can you still drive or not? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if you, if you were canceled because of your CDL, I don't know what we could advise you to do, but assuming you still have a CDL, I don't, the only thing I can think of is you're going to have to work for a small, a small fleet or an individual or something with, you got their authority that would, that would not have a problem with, with that. Um, other than the obvious, uh, addressing whatever the medical issues are, if possible, and seeing if you can, you know, resolve them. Um, the bad thing about driving a truck is that, you know, obviously it depends on you having uh, a DOT physical. You know, that's that's the thing about it. You know, we kind of harp about this off and on about people that, you know, don't aren't taking care of themselves or whatever, and they don't, they have to go through all these, jump through these hoops to get a physical every year, you know. Um, you know, now's the time to address that. Not, you know, obviously when it's too late, but in your, your case, I don't, I don't know enough about this. If you want to listen, if you want to do this off air, so to speak, and we'd be happy to converse with the email, Larry or, or Chris at blue ribbon logistics.com. I'll be happy to give you whatever help I can give you. Um, and I'm sorry for what's happened to you, but maybe, maybe there's something we could advise you with, but mm -hmm. I understand you might not want to discuss this. You know, publicly, I understand that. So. Uh, H Texas, do you think 2009 Peterbilt 386 with an N14 Cummins paper log is a good truck to buy? Well, paper log is stupid. Um, you're, you're, listen, paper logs is not a reason to buy a truck, period. Um, a 2009 386 uh, is a nice truck. Uh, it's probably a glider, I'm assuming, with an N14. Um, but we buy trucks because of their ability to turn a profit, period. And I don't do the paper log thing. I've been on an ELD since 2011, and it changed my life exactly zero. Other than, pay attention, it mm. made me a better planner because I always had a plan, and I always had a backup plan, and I always had a backup plan from a backup plan. And when I see all these single-celled <clears throat> organisms, one, well, I can't find a place to park. That's your fault, okay? And Congress is not going to fix that for you. Congress is not going to fix your parking problem. Congress is not going to fix your parking problem. Congress is not going to fix your pay problem. Congress is not going to fix a lot of your problems. If you have a parking problem, you have a planning problem, and you need to learn how to trip plan better. Deal with it. <clears throat> you know, now look, Chris, you're telling me that it didn't make you drive faster and be unsafe nope. and cause all these accidents now that we're blaming on ELDs? Nope. You know, sure I don't didn't. know if I told this. I know I have. I know I have. When I when I bought my truck in, 2000, in June of 2009, way before there was an ELD mandate, okay, um, uh, Transport America was, was putting them in uh, company trucks, you know, uh, and they weren't ELDs. They were AORBD, AOBRDs. Yeah. You know, they weren't they weren't full ELDs. But I saw the handwriting on the wall. You know, I said, "Look, this is going to happen. Why would I want to learn how to be an owner operator in a system that is not going to be here?" So I, I mean, people thought I was fucking nuts, but I volunteered to have an ELD in my truck when I bought it in June of two thousand nine. Volunteered. And in November, I took that that FedEx freight job, or FedEx Express job, 
and did it four and a half years with Neil D. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I agree with you. It, it, I wouldn't really have done it any other way because I knew that that was the way it was going to be. Why not understand and, 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 and learn how to work in the system instead of kicking the can down the road and trying to figure out how, you know, how to cheat it, that sort of thing. So, um, anyway, I, I agree with you hundred percent and all this stuff about driving. I mean, probably there are drivers out there that are blaming the ELD and driving faster but you and I both know that's not the problem. The problem is they're not, they have, they have no plan. Their plan is to put it in gear. There was a guy on Kevin's yesterday. I mean, he was, I seemed to be one of the regulars or whatever. He was talking about, if you don't pick up a load and put it in gear and drive 14 hours right off the bat, you're, you're doing it wrong. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, there's, there's no truth in that whatsoever, you know, unless the, that's the only load you're going to have this week and where it doesn't matter how you plan. But uh, there is no substitute for trip planning. So, no. Now, Ricky, on TikTok, <laughs> this is going to sound like such a huge contradiction of what I'm about to say. He <laughs> says, would driving for a fleet owner at Landstar be okay? Okay. Full disclosure. <sighs> We're fleet owners at Landstar. No. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe, maybe I, I, I would, I'd be very selective, you know. Very but- very selective. Um, um, I know your next question, and and you know we we would not be a candidate for it because we don't we don't have driving jobs. You know you you don't need us because you're already an experienced driver and you're not in a situation where you want to be a VCO again anyway. But you know there's there's one or two that I might I might suggest that you talk to, but I'm yeah. not going to do that here again. We'll do it off air if you want to, but be very 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 careful. Very 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 careful. Yeah, because you get a listen. I, I, I was one. I thought, man, what? I got one truck running. Man, it'd be great if I had two or three or four or five. Um, but there's a bunch of people that have extra trucks at Landstar that have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to run a proper business. They pay people on ten ninety nines. Um, your your chances of getting a rug jerked out from under you. Um, is it, very very high. So I we we would like so we know a couple of people that we could probably recommend, but there's not many. Um, that and I'm, I'm recommend is not the right word. I would I would suggest that that is a good place to start, but I would stop short of saying recommendation. You know, I would I would engage in a conversation. I would tell you the questions to ask, right? And uh, and just proceed very very cautiously. Number okay. one My, question. Listen, in case you can't tell, in case you can't tell, I don't have a high opinion of fleet owners. And I am one. But <laughs> yeah. listen, I've met a bunch of them. I even tried to start a fleet owners group um, in Las Vegas a year or two ago. And I, after one or two meetings, I could tell there was not any way that I would be able to work in that group anyway. So I just, I pulled out. And I don't know if they ever did or not. I doubt they did. But I dropped my participation in it. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do next um, year at the truck show is I'm going to have you mic'd up all the time. That way I can stand on the other side of the room with the camera incognito when one of these jokers walks up to, to try to explain to you why you're wrong about a 1099 and, and watch you yeah. lay them open so surgically. Um, <laughs> but that's your number one question. If, if, and cause people, 
you know, uh, people that, that aren't aware of our program or, or whatever, they'll be like, well, you know, maybe I don't have a truck. I could go to work for one of these guys. Number one question, do you pay on a 1099 or W-2? Oh, I pay 1099. Okay, thank you for your time. Move on. That, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say fuck you when I move on, but I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say that. You got to look at 10, people that pay with 1099, look at them like they're, that they're thieves. That's what they are. They they're are 100% thieves, thieves. Okay. Cause they're stealing from their employees. <clears throat> yep. Now just think, just think, what would you think if you found out that your neighbor next door was stealing from his employees? What would you think about that person? You wouldn't say, have a good day. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't at all. Now, if they don't know any better, that's one thing. But most of the people I've talked to, they know better. They choose mm-hmm. to do it. Now, they rationalize it. Oh, yeah. But that's just complete bullshit, too. So, uh, Ricky, the fact that you're a road star will probably, I mean, listen, if you, if you were to put this on Facebook and maybe even on here, you might get inundated with, I mean, look, when Chris put his thing on Facebook, <laughs> that I, it, was like, it was like blood in the water, you yeah. know? I didn't know if how he was going to pull, you know, separate me from all the other clowns. You know, I don't, I mean, I'm glad he did. I don't know how he did or why he did, but listen, if if somebody finds out that you're out there looking they're they're listen, they're going to be sending you, you know, gifts and roses and chocolates. And, you know, they're, they're going to be trying to, you'll be a high demand. $1,500 bonus, sign on bonus and a free turkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just be careful, okay? Be careful. Yeah, be so. very, very, very. Listen, sorry. I love Lance. I wouldn't be anywhere else. But I'm. I'm going to tell you something. I've told this story, Ricky. You probably haven't listened to a lot of our podcasts, but you know, my opinion of Landstar was based on the people I saw at Kevin's CMC for nine years in a row. Okay, there's a probably a hundred, hundred twenty-five of them there every year. But you have to understand what they had to pay to be there. It would cost probably eighteen hundred dollars in tuition plus hotel. Plus losing a week of revenue, probably five or $6,000, you know, and, and, you know, there's not many truck drivers that will do that for a class. Okay. So those hundred out there were, you know, they were the top, you know, they were, they were the one, they were the movers and shakers. Okay. So that's what I thought Landstar was when I decided to bring my first truck here when Charlie Brown, you know, my first truck here back in 2012. I'm, I'm expecting that that's what Landstar is. Well, I get to orientation and my God, I thought I was in the wrong. I looked at, I mean, I'm at the Landstar building or I'm at the Swift building, you know? I mean, this cannot be what I've seen for nine years because I found out that such a, such a small percentage of people that actually are, you know, the type of people that I would associate with, you know, people like myself think the way I do you know, operate their business the way I do. And I, and even the, even the, I'm not going to say any names here, but even the Landstar people, I mean, back then, my well, Chris, this week, this week, Landstar put out a new profit and loss Excel spreadsheet. It's in the Landstar online news and things. I, I, I download, open it up and guess what's in there? Hmm. Household expenses <laughs> and f- figuring in your cost of doing business. You know, from as a business person, the the lack of of, of 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 sophistication, and I guess I understand why they do it because they're dealing with a lot of people here who have no business sophistication and ought not be in business. But if you're if you're trying to judge your business and make decisions on your business based on your personal expenses, 
you know, that is as far out in left field as you can get from, from, from a business management standpoint. And here's the example I'll give to you. Okay. If you've decided to be in the trucking business, okay. And you have the lifestyle of Donald Trump. I don't care what your business does. It will never be enough to support that. That doesn't mean your trucking business is failing. That just means your decision to be in this business is what the failure was. So that's not a problem with your business. It's a problem with you, you know, your expectations of what you're going to do in the trucking business. And that's where I have a problem with this. You know, I want to measure your business on your business, not on how many motorcycles you own and how many right. girlfriends you have in every town and that you go to. That's not part of your business. That's part of you and your lifestyle. Now I will hand you, I will give you this. Okay. If you're trying to figure out what your salary should be from your trucking business, and you need to figure all that into it. That's fine. But then when your business can't support that salary, that's not your business's fault. That's your fault. Your business is not the reason for that. So that's why, I, I mean, I, I, I don't remember what I was bringing up when I talked about this, but Anyway, that's was my first impression of Landstar and, and also how to buy fuel. Back then, they were advocating that you buy fuel in the highest tax state only to be in a situation where you don't have to owe money at the IFTA return quarterly. And they will bonus you by applying your overage to your base plate bill. So they're incentivizing you to buy fuel wrong. I just covered up my, my employees ears. I said, you can't even listen to this. This is, <laughs> this is so out of, you know, out of stink. I, you can't even hear this, you know? So that's why we start now having our orientation first. And then we send them to Landstar's orientation and have them take a shower after that, you know? So anyway, I digress. <sighs> did that make any sense to anybody? I sure <clears throat> did to me. Um, I mean, it's just amazing how uh, we, I, and I see it in these these different, you know, whether it's freight waves or mother truck or whoever, and I, I'll go through the comments and like, we just need to get rid of IFTA. Honey, IFTA's not your problem, okay? You, you are your problem. But nobody wants to accept responsibility for their own stupid decisions. It's always somebody else it's somebody else's fault anybody you can blame the president or congress or the carriers or the brokers um just look in the mirror whatever you're going through right now it's your fault just deal with it it's your fault and on the other side of that coin if whatever you're doing right now is successful that's your fault too yep you know, give yourself credit listen it you unlike obama you did build that <laughs> You did build that, okay? It didn't take a village. It took you. Right. All right? So understand that. Well, let's see. We have gone an hour and 34, and I have got a new driver orientation that I've got to do in the morning by myself because Larry's in Chicago, and I'm here. So I am going to shut her down just a little. Well, we started 30 minutes late, too, so... Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to shut her down so I can get some rest and get ready for my big day of orientation. A new driver tomorrow. Uh, Guys, so, remember remember our, our sponsor, Pittsburgh Power. Okay, great diesel shop, great diagnosticians. You know, uh, Cummins, Detroit. You know, um, remember that um, you know I, the products that we use and, and and recommend the OPS. You know. The max mileage that those are their products. We are distributors. You can order them off our website. 
Same price as theirs. It's just you support us instead of support them. Well, you're supporting both of us this way, obviously, but we appreciate right. that. Um, they're, you know, they're helping to offset the cost of doing this, um, and we appreciate that. Um, we, we, we will squeeze a few more people in the event if you want to come. Okay. So, but listen, get on there. We almost, we used our room block up. I got called Christy and got a few more rooms released. So, uh, not only register for the event, but get your hotel room reserves and get that special price. And by the way, there is one hotel around there that's cheaper, but it is a flea bag. So you, you want to stay at our hotel, the wing gate by Wyndham. Okay. <clears throat> the bed bugs um, are free. They're now, included the in your purchase. free with the other hotel, not with Wyndham. So, yeah. listen, they treat us like royalty there. You're going to really enjoy that hotel. Our, our event location, it, it's, all, it's on the website. Picture's there. It's, it's, it's fabulous. Um, so um, we'd love to have you come and spend a weekend with us, and we'll delve into this to a much greater extent than we do here. And uh, we've got some special guests that are going to be there, too. But we need to, uh, we need to hear from you. We need to get you, you know, signed up. And uh, so we can make arrangements for you to, to fit in the room. Um, August 19th and 20th, blueribbonlogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023. So with that being said, I'm going to go see if my grandchildren are still awake. And then, um, Chris, um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. You guys all be safe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And those of you that are coming to the event, I can't wait to meet you guys in a couple of weeks. It's, I can't believe it's that soon. You know, it's it's like around the corner. So, yeah, we will see you guys next Friday night at eight o'clock right here on YouTube and TikTok. We'll see you next time.